This is District Sentinel Radio, the newscast of record for the left. I'm Sam Sachs. I'm Sam Knight. We are broadcasting out of the Internate is not a worker studios in Washington, D.C. Check out the website, districtsentinel.com. Shout out to Nicholas Maduro, still alive, down in Venezuela from an apparent uh, drone assassination attack. Yeah, it's pretty wild. It happened on TV. I'm sure you all have probably seen the video by now. Comes after Mike Pence has been traveling around Latin America rattling his saber. We've yeah. seen uh, Trump basically ask why we can't invade Venezuela. We've seen reports come out that he's he's been pressing for that internally, asking questions about it. Yeah. And also comes uh, comes after... The newly passed National Defense Authorization Act instructs the Pentagon to look into ties between Venezuela and Russia, which came a year after the National Defense Authorization Act asked the Pentagon to look for ties between Venezuela and Iran. And that comes after the, the year after the National Defense Authorization Act asked the Pentagon What's the deal with Venezuela and Cuba? <laughs> That's a story we highlight uh, in the latest zine that just dropped, our District Sentinel Weekly Dispatch, available to our Patreon subscribers, $3 and up a month. Check that out right now. We got uh, stories in there about the foreclosure king, Steve Mnuchin. That's right. Steve might not be the sex-having machine that he thinks he is, but he does have a thing for machines. He does have a thing for machines, as you note, uh, or as I note, or as we note, or whatever in the story. Uh, it's basically about recent push for deregulation by Treasury and machine learning and algorithmic stuff and Mnuchin having meltdowns uh, when people bring up him being the foreclosure king via yep. robo-signing. Yeah, those are just a few of the stories that are out right now at the district sentinel weekly dispatch become a subscriber five dollars a month you get the zine and you get to watch us do this show you get to watch the live stream you get to see sam knight's garbage can shirt that he's wearing we got someone uh watching says nice garbage can roy roy says nice garbage can shirt thanks sam. roy what's up alex what's up luke roy lj thanks for tuning in five dollars a month patreon.com slash district sentinel you get the live stream you also get access to bonus content, and your own poem, a haiku, and we've got some to read right now. This one's for Dan. Gaming history shows if Gandhi had the nuke, he would have used it. Thank you, Dan. This is for Caleb. Gaming history also shows that two plumbers can fuck up turtles. True. Thank you, Caleb. This one is for Brad. AC off, too hot. AC on, too fucking loud. 
Newsroom Dilemma. Thank you, Brad. Finally, this is for Scott. Computers get hot. Silicon Valley bothered. Collectivize tech. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, Scott. I can get behind that. Thank you to all our new subscribers on Patreon. That includes Austin, Audient, Joshua, AJ, and Christopher. Your haikus are in the pipeline. Keep listening this week. They're coming up. Really like the haiku music. It is it is peaceful before we get into the real hardcore shit. It's about to it's about to go down on this show. All right. It is Monday, August 6th, 2018. Here's the news. <laughs> Sanctions back on Iran. On Monday, President Trump reimposed sanctions on Tehran's precious metal sectors and automobile industry. The economic penalties were lifted as part of the JCPOA, the Joint Comprehensive Plan of Action, the Iran nuclear deal that was signed during the Obama administration and then broken by the Trump administration. Luckily for global stability's sake, no one really gives a shit about the new sanctions imposed by the U.S. today. The European Union also on Monday moved to shield any European firms from U.S. legal action in connection to doing business with Iran. So doesn't matter, basically, is what Europe said. That's because European nations, Iran, and everyone else involved with the deal are moving forward as though the deal is still in place. The Trump administration, though, promised to snap even more sanctions back on Iran at actions targeting Iran's energy sector, including petroleum-related transactions as well, as businesses by foreign financial institution with the Central Bank of Iran will be taken by November. Let's not forget that the rush to reimpose sanctions on Iran started last year when Democrats joined with Republicans to sanction the country, even though that action threatened President Obama's nuclear agreement. But the new sanctions on Russia were also included in the bill, so every Democrat in the Senate supported it. Bernie didn't because he is Putin's puppet. (laughs) Late last week, a federal district judge ruled that the Trump administration had no cause to rescind DACA. Today, the attorney general hit out at the decision. Jeff Sessions today said, quote, The judicial branch has no power to eviscerate the lawful directives of Congress nor to enjoin the executive branch from, ins- from enforcing such mandates. Unfortunately for Sessions, three separate judges have ordered the administration to restore DACA, as The Hill pointed out today. According to ABC News, Judge John Bates hinted that the government could legally rescind DACA, just not how Trump officials have gone about it. Bates was initially appointed to the federal bench, by the way, by George W. Bush. The administration has 20 days from Friday to appeal. If it chooses not to, Bates gave the government 90 days, quote, to remedy the decision's inadequacies. The government was first ordered by the judiciary in January to reverse its cancellation of DACA. In April, Bates affirmed that decision and forced the Trump administration to accept new applicants. DACA, of course, grants temporary protection from deportation to roughly 700,000 undocumented U.S. residents. All were brought to the country as children. So if you're Facebook and you're already dealing with concerns about how you're too loose with users' private data and how your associations with shady third parties have led to sensitive data breaches, then you probably don't want to be reaching out to Wall Street banks about sharing more users' data. 
But that's exactly what Facebook is doing. The social media giant has reached out to banks to acquire the consumer spending habits in a bid to make its instant messaging platforms more shopper-friendly. Why? Why do that? Anyway, that's all according to the Wall Street Journal, which also reported that some banks have already walked away from that deal with Facebook, citing privacy concerns, probably uh, afraid of the blowback when this is revealed. (laughs) I mean, goddamn, it is a sad day when your brand is too toxic for Wall Street. Yeah. (laughs) Facebook monitoring uh, our, our financial transactions so that they can better target us with with ads when we're on <laughs> instant messenger. Aish. In the end, it all pays off though for Facebook. The company's stock price was up more than three and a half percent today oh. as a result of its closer ties with banks. We saw that as we were walking into the studio. Not sure what its price is at at the close, but I guess Wall Street isn't too concerned about privacy after all. I guess it makes sense that uh, Wall Street would after all be into some sketchy stuff with computers. As we noted at the top of the show, there's uh, uh, Sex Havin' Steve looking at machine learning at, at, yes. at Treasury. And also Wells Fargo. Some new news about Wells Fargo broke mm. late last week, yeah. highlighted by CNN yesterday, which were that over 400 people were put into foreclosure incorrectly because of a software bug. Because of a software bug, people were trying to re- apply for uh, mortgage modifications that were offered uh, after 2008 under the Treasury Department, Wells had a software bug. 600 people were improperly put into foreclosure and over 400 lost their fucking homes. <laughs> yeah, that's really bad. Sounds, really- like, sounds like we meet, need more computer nerds to, uh, to team up with Wall Street banks, huh? <laughs> President Trump has weighed into a gubernatorial race endorsing the opponent of a Republican incumbent. The goober steps in. The day before the primary. He threw his support of all behind all of all candidates. He chose Chris Kobach, Ugh. the former Kansas Secretary of State. He was vying for the top position in Topeka. It's a fun phrase to say, the top position in Topeka. Mm. Anyway, President said in a tweet, quote, Chris Kobach, a strong and early supporter of mine, is running for governor of the great state of Kansas. That's really all that matters to Trump. Loyalty. Yeah. yeah, no, that's true. Uh, continuing, quote, he is a fantastic guy who loves his state and our country. He will be a great governor and has my full and total endorsement. Trump added, strong on crime, border and military vote Tuesday. It's like, does he like me? Check. Does he stand for the national anthem? Check. Does he not have a mustache? Check. Uh, many people know Kobach as the guy who headed Trump's bogus voter fraud commission. He has also helped other voter suppression efforts, namely by pushing expansion of the cross-check system to 30 states from 10 after becoming Kansas Secretary of State in 2011. According to one major academic study published late last year, cross-check is likely to kick off 300 legitimate registrants for every one legitimate registrant expunged from the rolls. That's the kind of respect for democracy you can expect from Kobach if he becomes governor. And of course, that's by design. Yes, Kobach has also made a name for himself by being a, a hardline anti-immigration advocate. According to recent reporting by Publ- ProPublica and the Kansas City Star, this includes helping towns pass illegal laws that only end up racking up legal fees. From pr- Reading from the ProPublica report, quote, Farmers Branch, Texas, wound up owing $7 million in legal bills. Hazleton, Pennsylvania, took on debt to pay $1.4 million and eventually had to file for a state bailout 
In Fremont, Nebraska, the city raised property taxes to pay for Kobach services. None of the towns are currently enforcing the laws he helped craft. End of quote. <laughs> End of quote. Excuse me. And uh, obviously, some of those fees went to courts and things like that. And because of adverse decisions and the towns ending up having to pay the legal fees, Kobach himself did make some money off of that, uh, defending some of these uh these ordinances. So what a great guy. Uh, one law professor in the story compared Kobach to the music man, a fine fellow Trump has endorsed in the former Secretary of State. That'll do it for our newscast this week. Bit of a slow news day. We've got Congress out of session this week. Senate just we walked do. out, which we talked about in our zine. They weren't supposed to. That's right. They were not supposed to, as evidenced by the fact that we had hearings canceled abruptly on Thursday, including Kathy Craninger, uh, the next CFPB head. She had a hearing that was canceled abruptly. Some speculation as to whether or not this was caused by Jeff Flake, because he's in Africa. <laughs> Flake fucked off to Africa. Yeah. He it, did not give a shit about that. All uh, right. So, yeah, you got to give him credit for that. You know, we, we, gave, we, gave, uh, we gave Pruitt credit. For getting the dirty mattresses or trying to get the dirty mattresses, which you got to admire that. You also got to admire uh, Flake for just sort of saying, fuck it, I'm, I'm, I'm heading to Zimbabwe. Let's check the listener rant line. Hey, guys. I just wanted to say that uh, I think that stealing royal jewels is good practice. Uh, and hopefully those uh, two jewel thieves in Sweden... Uh, Keep it up because uh, I don't think the Swedish royal family uh, deserve those jewels any more than the thieves do. So, um, you know, there's there's plenty more royal jewels uh, in need of stealing. And, um, you know, well, someone's got to do it. So have a good one. He's got, the caller's got a point. The, the, the royal jewels will not steal themselves here. <laughs> This is a story out of uh, Sweden, uh, I guess, a few days ago. Uh, people walked into a church where there was a bunch of, like, royal jewels on display, just stole them and made off in a speedboat, GTA style. Wow. Owned. Yeah. Totally, totally owned. Uh, yeah. We're not going to condemn that, though, here. No. No. Why would we? We're not going to encourage illegal behavior, but we're not going to condemn stealing royal jewels on the show, which has now just ended. Call the rant line 202-684-6108. Sponsors include the Congressional Dish podcast hosted by Jen Briney. Find it at congressionaldish.com. Another sponsor, levelnews.org. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher. Tune in by searching for District Sentinel Radio. Give us a review. Give us a rating. Tell your friends to listen. Subscribe on Patreon, patreon.com slash district sentinel. Five bucks a month gets you access to bonus content get to watch a live stream of this very show that we record and you get your own haiku read on the air the newscast is back tomorrow we're in dc so you don't have to be